Here we go, spring of 2021. This is the 1080 Outdoors Podcast Land Management Series, where our main focus is pursuing the truth for everyday hunters like you. I wouldn't say it's kind of an FU, it's definitely an FU. Chronicle and document how our season's going and give you real-time updates, overall land management practices. You have to find a way to hunt big buck where they are. Welcome to the 1080 Outdoors Podcast, episode number 104. We're getting into the last couple weeks of preseason and before we will be fully into an actual hunting season again. It feels like it has been forever. We're looking forward to the fall, a little bit cooler weather. We're dealing with a lot of rain right now. This episode we're going to get into some of the goals that we have and some of the things I'd like to see from my property moving into year two here. And we got some trail camera updates. I'm joined by the new father. <laughs> Weston Larson named his kid Waylon. It's a stud name. That I did, yeah. Hopefully he can live up to the name. To me tough. Yeah? Well, yeah. He, that's, a, uh, that's a cool name. Yeah. We really liked it. I actually picked it. Naturally. Oh, yeah. Figured that. Cool name. So who picked is he named after? Um no one really specific. His middle name's after is the same as mine after my grandfather, but yeah, but where do you, did you name him Waylon because of? I mean, like, I would say Waylon Jennings. Yeah. But I mean, that's I'm not like a huge Waylon Jennings crazy fan. I mean, I like him, but I just really like the name Waylon. Yeah, it's a cool name. It's a cool name. Hopefully, he wears it well. Fucking badass. Yeah. Hopefully, he does. <clears throat> How was the whole process? Pretty smooth. Smooth, man. This was. Yeah, hey, you're becoming a vet. Yeah. This is it. I think that I'm hanging them up now. I mean, that's the plan. So. You take her easy. Yeah, she's easy. Take her twice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool. He's a week old today, so. Are you are you tired? Mm, yeah, just kind of going through that whole always being a little bit tired thing now again. Ugh. But. It's a blessing when he sleeps, you know, like three, four hours at a time. So he's doing pretty good so far. Eats like a champ, man. He's already filling out. So. Little stud. Yeah. Come on. I know you're not shocked. <laughs> oh, I'm a little surprised. <laughs> no, that's that's cool. That's cool. We got a lot of, a lot of babies amongst our friends that are going yeah. on right now. It's almost like everybody was stuck inside together or something this, this <laughs> last year. Nothing else to do. Yeah, I guess <coughs> that is true. Got yeah. like the the boomers. We're gonna have the you know coronavirus babies. Be the, yeah, it, yeah. Well, that gener lockdown. I, that pr generation probably will be named that, won't it? Won't they? Something. I mean, yeah. There'll probably be a separation between what is like the people born in like. Well, it's like Gen Z or whatever is what's coming up now. Right? So how long does that last? I don't. How long do these generation things last? Because what are we? We're millennials. And then what? Millennials are from like nineteen and like eighties, right? Eighties to like. We were like one, one of the 90s. last people, yeah. yeah late nineties. So then it's like Gen Z, I think. So like anybody born, probably, I don't know. I would say like two thousand. I would say maybe they go like a decade <laughs> or so. 
but I no, I'm not I think sure. it's like twenty years. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what they'll be called. I don't know that's I don't know how that whole thing works Me out. Either. But I'm sure there'll be an influx of population due to the lockdown. Are you sure? Pandemic. Pandemic. Yeah. I mean you, you gotta be six feet away. Well, no, I'm Tough saying like so many people are dying. Oh. Well, population would go down, but with all the pandemic and everything going on, it was odd how 2020 there was less people who died than in 2019. But I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> we're not. This is an anti-political podcast, so we're not going to get into it. I belong to the common sense party. Yeah. Me as well. <clears throat> Plus, we could have a whole different podcast on that if we want to get started. So. Yeah, it's been a little bit of a let's heated, not, heated let's time. Let's not do that. So if you hear a little thunder in the background, that's because we are experiencing, again, another rain. I mean, what we we have the exact opposite of what we dealt with last summer. Yep. Last summer was a great spring. I felt good about getting everything planted in the spring. We got perfect rains in, uh, must have been May and June. And then a faucet was legitimately turned off mid-July. This time last year in August, I don't know if we'd gotten rain yet or not. I think mm. almost the whole month of August was terrible. Yeah, we didn't. It's probably right around here when we got that first rain. We went from oh, middle, it was rough. middle of July to end and of And just August. countless and countless amounts of rains that missed us barely. Yeah. I you, ended up. Everything would hit the river and just <clears throat> dissipate. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's completely different. It's, it's pretty crazy. We uh, should take a look here. So in 2020, we went from July 15th, God, I don't even know, I'm trying to see this. Yeah, it went, we went all the way. I don't even know. I don't know. I'm trying to look at this stupid thing, and it's confusing. I have this app that is called, uh, okay, this might tell me. So it must have rained end of, yeah, right around this time in August. Okay. Like the last couple of days of August, we started getting rain again. Yeah. And then this year, it's just been the complete opposite where we're, we were well, well below average. In the spring. Even all the way into July, yeah, and we we still aren't even up to average. Really, the average like line that we're supposed to be at for August. Yeah, well, we missed the rainy season. We always yeah. had a rainy season in yeah. April, May, June. Right. We had like none. We got way behind. Oh, I had one of our uh, friend farmers, Trent, who also is a hunter, Snapchat me today. Complaining about the rain. Complaining about the I rain. said, dude. You can't be doing that. Did you already forget? You already forget. Did you already forget what, what last year was like. And he freaking says to me, I almost would rather take a drought right now than this. Like, come on, dude. Come on. That just sounds to me like he's an ass-backwards farmer. No, that's what farmers do. They'll complain if there's too much. They'll complain <laughs> if it rains. They'll complain if it if it doesn't if rain. If it doesn't rain, they just need something to complain about. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I 
I mean, it is muddy. It sucks. Yeah. So, so this morning, I I wanted to get it done yesterday. I didn't, I didn't get all the seating I wanted to get done um, yesterday. So right now I'm going through and overseeding um, grasses. And then I have pigs moving through a section. So whenever they move on, I, I'll I broadcast uh, essentially a cool season food plot mix, turnips, radishes, um, collards, and brassicas as a kind of a nurse or mix with grass mix trying to bring trying to bring more grass into those areas next year and uh and then i just been broadcasting over bare spots with more seed so i didn't get it all done yesterday and this morning i thought i had a little gap between like 6 30 and 7 to try to get some more and while i was walking through the pasture with broadcasting seed and I watched lightning hit on one hillside and lightning hit on another hillside and then aggressive thunder while I'm walking amongst a bunch of hot fences. I better get out of here. Oh, I finished. <laughs> Gotta risk it to get the biscuit. In my but in my head while this was going on, I'm like, God I mean it would just be so unlikely to get struck by lightning be really unlikely to get bit by a bat too but that just happened to me <laughs> but i was thinking in my head and people are so aggressive when it lightnings like for sporting events and stuff that would be a dumb dumb story for me to be out here with a bag of seed broadcasting seed into a stand already i mean there's already perennial forage out where i'm broadcasting into it's just not as thick as i want it to be right like the guy who would have come out and found my body we're just like why like what are you doing why not just wait <laughs> <laughs> but even with all those thoughts in my head i just finished i hope something like that doesn't kill me someday because that would be annoying yeah but like being struck by lightning i mean a pretty bad, boots on pretty badass way to die like yeah. oh how do you die struck by lightning Okay. Well, or like getting struck by lightning and living would be even cooler. Mark Shepard claims he's been struck four times. Okay. Well, after you are struck once, you're you are much more, more likely to get struck again, and you're much more likely to survive. Yeah. Four times. Yeah, I think. I don't know yeah. if I talked about that on the podcast. I do. Or not. Yeah, I do recall him Was saying. It? I don't remember four times, but I remember him saying that he had been struck by lightning. Four just seems a little, but. It's definitely more than two, so it's either three or four. Hmm. Well, he's a tough son of a bitch, so. Yeah, pretty odd. <laughs> Maybe has something to do with the being electrocuted. Yeah. <laughs> That's what made him such a crazy farmer. But other than that, so the rain that's come, everything has just exploded. Um, all the corn and bean fields that I wasn't thrilled with. A month ago, looked great. Right now, corn's getting uh, good, good, good heads on it, or whatever you call cobs on them. Cobs. <clears throat> beans are getting maxed out. All the stuff that I broadcasted into the beans is starting to come through as well. Um, I do need to get back back out there and take a look at see how much that's grown this week. Um. So I'm 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 really happy with the corn because last year my corn was a complete failure. And if we can successfully grow this corn, that means that all I did was 
because the <clears throat> you know general belief is to get a real good stand of corn you need to essentially mine the soil dump a bunch of fertilizer on there to even get it going and it is the most like difficult plant to grow seems like mm-hmm. but the areas that it's taken off this year and last year it makes sense because i tried planting it corn on corn with no um inputs yeah i'd say that's gonna be a failure about nine times out of ten um the areas that it does did well in right now are, it was beans last year so you had nitrogen fixation that took place where the beans kind of cure the nitri- nitrogen uh, issue that corn causes. Then a heavy dose of winter rye. Used glyph- glyphosate to kill the rye. Drill into the gly- or drill into the rye. Corn. That was it then. On yeah, that was it on one for sure. And then you planted corn. And then on. Uh, yeah. And then on another field where I did corn, so it you was just no you, glyph you left, first. You left, you left the winter rye dead. As Kill, like a, I killed it, yeah. Terminated it with with glyphosate. And then you you didn't clear it out. You just left it right as like a yeah as a thatch. Yeah, I drove it over a couple times too. Nice. It's awesome. Yeah. And it and just holds that moisture so much better. And suppressed weeds. That's probably yeah. the biggest thing. Oh, okay. Um. Then, so it wasn't a hundred percent success on suppressing weeds. It was, I'd say, ten times better than it was last year with no winter rye to lay down. Um, <clears throat> I did spray a bean field twice, so I sprayed it pre and then did a post. That bean field's like perfect. So the goal, obviously, over the, you know a period of years of using these cover crops and constantly having something on in the ground growing is we'll eliminate the need for glyphosate somewhere. And if you were to get a crimper or use the cattle, where they, because technically speaking, they should have been the first round to terminate that rye. Right. I missed it too late. So they, I couldn't really do that. I did it on some, um, but I won't let that happen next year. So theoretically, they should come through, hit it once do that first termination then you always have that post gly if needed mm-hmm. but ideally you get we, we can move away from it like glyphosate is probably i mean it's just gonna be the one thing that you'll probably if you're gonna be growing annual crops like corn and beans it's just you'll probably have to use it right but i'd rather use that than tillage we're moving in the right direction. That's good. Yeah. Um, but I will say, yeah, so the rye for sure, the place that I tried where the cattle were grazed, they didn't technically terminate it properly. I didn't spray that drilled into it. Um, that corn and there's also beans in that field was definitely way slower. Um, but I had to hit it post, and then now it's taken off since this rain and heat. I mean, we've got not only this rain, but it's been hot, too. Mm-hmm. Now we're moving into the next couple of weeks now. We're looking at cooler weather, which should enhance the growth of the cool season food plots. 
brassicas, turnips, yeah. radishes, they should, they tend to grow a lot better when it's not 90. Yeah. But I got the trail cameras out last week, a couple of them at least. That's good. Got the cell cams going. I've, uh, saw a decent buck on it last night for the first time. Not very impressed with what I've seen so far on them. Um, at here, I haven't got cameras out to enough other place yet. Worn down at the other place, man. Yeah. The drama the last few years is just yeah. It's hard to get uh, motivated. Yeah. To go back out there. I uh, at the one farm that I kind of took all my stands down and decided not to hunt this year. I was in communication with another person that hunts it, and they were saying that they had seen a few nice bucks and that I should go get my stand prepped and yada 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 and I said I had to inform them that there's no stand there anymore oh this guy was like hey make sure you go get your stand yeah. prepped yeah I saw like yeah. I want to sit in it well, yeah basically because this is the same dude there. that you've walked in on like sitting in your stands well not him personally but somebody that he allowed to sit there yeah that I didn't know and then he's like, oh, it's okay. There's three over here. I'll just go move one down to that location. I'm like, well, actually, there's only one left over there. And so that was... So you took all of your stands out? Mm-hmm. Correct. But it's fine because we have the lease now, so we got the, yeah. that many more stands for, for the lease. We got those set. Set five of them up. Did you set the stands that you got for me up? Two of them. Is the other one, so you think the other one's missing a ladder section? Yeah, maybe. Because otherwise, unless they're like, you could do all three of them are 15-footers. Maybe that's what they are. Otherwise, I just did like 18, 18, and the other one's like 12. Or, well, yeah. I think that's what it is. Those other, those, those um, not giant platform ones mm-hmm. are definitely tall. Like, really tall. Like, 18. Yeah, and then... But you think that one would be... It's, like... It's not... No, it's, like... Yeah, it's probably 12 feet to the top. Then, yeah, that's that's right. You said, like, 8 before. I'm like, that's not right. I bet 12 feet is right. Well, it's 7 feet plus the 3-foot section, so... But that's to the bottom of the... 12 feet to the bottom of the the platform? No, to the chair. To the chair. So, it's... I would assume it's... Yeah. No, it's definitely not 15. I know that. I just thought maybe there'd be one more section. But. Oh, yeah. What, complaining again. No, I wasn't Give him a hell of a deal on stands. Gave him a hell of a deal on stands. Yeah, Not to did. mention the deal I gave him on the stands is probably worth just even putting those worthless yeah, things together. My brother bought a muddy, a muddy uh, ladder stand. Yeah, and I put it together because he was gone. Now? This year? Yeah. They're still bad? It took me two fucking hours. That's terrible. They, they, are, they are the worst stands i have ever solid. assembled in my life solid uh What's no it? i think they're trash that's why i sold them to you and i never used them very nice of you i told you i think they're trash while you were wanting to buy I them i think they're fine i hate them so much i don't like that the flip the seat doesn't flip up on those two but that's fine yeah it's a worthless stand the other one the big one you like how the stand just sits away from the fucking tree you notice that? Oh, it's not. It's like the dumbest that, design I've ever seen. Back. It feels like you're falling down all the time. Yeah. It like pushes you away from the tree. You want to stick out like more like a sore thumb. 
I hate those stands. I'm oh, glad yes. you have them. Two of them are up. I mean that one. I mean they're both really good. Like if you had kids and stuff like that. But yeah, if you're skinny, like I'm not getting a kid in there with me unless he's sitting on my lap, probably. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, I wasn't either. <laughs> I mean, like the one of the guys on the lease was like, he's like, oh yeah, we can fit like two of us in here. I was like, okay, guy. Like, two grown ass adults. Yeah. Well, he's no. like, I can fit like two of myself in here, but he's also fucking skinny. Okay, little boy. Yeah. Like, oh, good. Ooh, you're tough. <laughs> Get cozy then, bro. Skinny. Yeah, weirdo. Eat, maybe. Try it. Anyways, so yeah. Got those set last Sunday. You guys have any decent pictures down there? We have a couple. We set up a couple mock scrapes, too. You guys probably saw that on the Instagram page if you... Yeah, I see you... Posted a picture of yourself <laughs> touching yourself. I was peeing on a public site. I was actually fake peeing, but I did pee just before that. Why were you? Why do you always post pictures of you you touching yourself on <laughs> social media sites? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the first one. <laughs> you have like a habit of it. I don't know what you're talking about. Every time you use the restroom, it's like, oh, I'm going to post this. <laughs> no, Remember when it was really popular? Uh, no, I don't. To send people Snapchats of your pee stream in a bar? No, I never did that. I never did either, but why do we I used to always get them, get them all the time, time right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I also had buddies who shall remain nameless that would just pee at the bar. What bar? <laughs> at the bar? Yeah. Outside of the bathroom? Yes. No. Right underneath the bar. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. You have criminal friends. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like into a bottle. Not like on the ground, but like into a bottle or but still. What? Yeah. Jesus. Why? Maybe that person will listen and they'll know who they are. Why would they do that? I don't know. I thought it was funny. Well, the way you said it, though, no one would have assumed that they actually did it in a bottle. It That's made you—you you made it seem like they just pissed right on the ground. Right. That's insane. No, not that bad. Well, I mean, I don't know the scenario. I mean, I've peed in bottles before. Hey, you ever gone on a hunting trip out west? Any trip anywhere where you have to drive a long ways? Yeah, you have to learn how to pee in a bottle. Yeah, or you stop and pee. Like no. <laughs> no. You can't stop and pee every time you need to pee. Okay. Well, it takes too deal. much time. I tried to pee in a bottle while I was driving out to North Carolina this year. Yeah, that's not. With Jamie, like, sitting right next to me? Couldn't do it. Couldn't pee. Yeah. That would not be fun. So, with kids screaming in the back, I was like, okay, we're pulling over. I got to pee. Did it. Did you just pull along the road? No. Found, like, a gas station or rest stop. But, uh, anyways. You probably no. took a picture of that, too, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, it's on my Instagram. You didn't see it? <laughs> I figured I could just go over maybe what my goals for the lease would be before yeah. you got into your goals here. Basically, our goal, so we set five stands. Well, let's set the stage a little bit. Okay. You ha- you were only promised one year. The, the place Correct. is literally for sale. It's for sale. Most likely, which I don't know if it is or not because I can't find it. Most likely, um, we have hunting rights through the end of December, through the end of the year. Yeah. Whether it sells or not. 
and most likely whether it sells or not, the guy is obviously willing to sell it. So it's never going to be a long-term solution. Most likely. Right. Okay. So basically we set it in, we set the stands in like pretty general areas kind of just outside what we think would be like a, a bedding I, area. Yeah. We didn't get too aggressive and like go right in there, obviously. But, um, I mean, a lot of them, we set them in places where there is a lot of deer sign. So, do you have a um, mobile setup? Yes. Nice. I bought sticks and a stand this year. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be using them. So, that's going to be basically my goal is for like probably the first month of the season is to just really try to figure out where they're moving and like where they're like what areas of the lease they're using to move Mm -hmm. and then probably in like october middle middle of october into november you know just get pretty aggressive i would say yeah the whole time should be pretty aggressive yeah once i kind of figure out exactly where they're going do you have like an age class that you're kind of have a goal of no you shooting any buck? Any no, not any buck, but any deer that I see that I deem. That you get excited buck. about? Yeah. Which, because I haven't shot a buck with my ball, so. Oh, you haven't? No. And uh, so. That and I just want to just whack a doll early. Oh yeah. Which we have a shit ton of dolls. Remember that time that we went on opening morning and. <laughs> doll was sitting there looking at you, asking to get killed, and you refused to kill it yeah. on camera. Yeah, I, I recall. Disgusting. So, yeah, that and then a lot of good bucks on camera at the old grandparents' farm. Good. I don't know if it has anything to do with the fact that there's no cattle running through there this year. Oh, for sure, no. So, it's like everything comes together as soon as I get another area I want to hunt. Now it seems like, but that's also the August rut, you know, so who knows. It kind of seems like we get good pictures every year, mid-August. Yeah, yeah. But everybody usually does. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Hopefully, it stays pretty consistent. Obviously, my end goal is I want to shoot a buck with my bow this year. That'd be the end goal. Are you gonna be able to hunt a lot more? Uh, yeah, I think so. That's the plan. As opposed to you're saying when I was working my other job. Yeah. Or the fact that I just had a new kid. Both. I think, it, yeah. Not as much as I will, like, in the next, like, five years probably. But I think it would be a good amount of hunting done. <clears throat> so what wins can you hunt those stands with? Um, a variety of different ones. Mm. Yeah, based on the location of each one. Mm. Okay. So they're not all stand number one. Pick one. Okay. Well, I guess you could say stand number one would be the food plot. So anything okay. that would be like a south. 
So the food plot is on the, a spine that runs up. It's on a second transition kind of ridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a... It's, there's a if I remember correctly, would south big, be running up the hill? South would be running along. Along the hillside. Yeah. So it's a spine. You have a... But there's a, there's a big ditch that it would just drop over into. Would nice. Be, would be the... And that runs all that dish runs all the way up to the top. Afternoon, morning, Stan. Mm, I would say that's more of a afternoon. Really? Especially early season. Hmm. I know you. You don't like to mess around with mornings in the early season, so. I mean, you do whatever you want to do out there. I, I would just, I would treat that farm as a. Kind of a testing area and get aggressive. You literally have nothing to lose. Right. I know. So I'm going to, yeah. Like I said, I'm going to get pretty aggressive once I kind of figure out where. I mean, we have four cameras on it now, which I know you can't cover all the movement on 100 acres of four cameras, but pretty good amount if they're in the right spot right. um tacticams mm-hmm. so tacticam supposedly has a update. update that needs to take place yes so yeah they gonna, all like, you let anybody know you, that or well you should have gotten an email <clears throat> but but yeah you have to have the update done by september 12th otherwise these just for just for uh Generation one reveals, so like last year's model. If you have the reveal X's from this year, you're fine. But uh, basically, if you have, I can't remember exactly what version it is, but if you have before that version, you have to update by September 12th. Otherwise, your camera. I think there's only two versions. Will no longer. No, because there's like a, there was a different update, I guess. Both of mine ended with a, you have to check to see what version you're running. And then so you, they said to you that you, they if you don't get this update, you will not get pictures. Your cameras will not work with the new, with the new system. Oh my God. So yeah. And so the people that have them in places where they're going to let them soak the whole year, like you said, you just put one. Yeah, I just put my cameras out. I put one in a spot that I sat there, and I'm like, I will never be back here this year until I sit in the stand. Well, you're gonna have to and I'll probably never one. touch this camera you're gonna have to again. Go in there one more time. Oh, that's just. <laughs> so, yeah, God, and, that and me here's off. the other thing. I mean, the affordability is awesome. The picture quality is awesome. No, it's not. I mean, but go ahead. If you have the new ones with the HD pictures, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Oh, they better. Yeah. But, and I mean, like, the ones they send to your phone aren't very good quality. But anyways, for the price, they're a pretty good camera. But it just seems like... Yeah, they're good. It just seems like, I don't know. I just don't like the way it's ran a little bit as a, <laughs> as a company. Like, you're telling me and fucking Hillbilly Joe down the street that bought a camera from you that he has to go on his computer... He has to go to your website. He has to download the fi- two files, put them on an SD card, take the SD card to the camera, and then update the camera manually himself. Yeah, it's pretty common with cell cams. Same thing with Cuddy Links. 
I mean, like, yeah, like obviously, like I understand how to do it. You understand how to do it. It, I would, uh, I'd say you, I haven't done the tactic cam one yet. The Cuddy Link one was not that simple. I mean, it's there's simple. nothing simple about Cuddy Link. Cuddy Links are the stupidest things in the entire world. Yeah, well, I've been watching a lot them. of Midwest Whitetail lately, and they love them. Well, they don't love them. They're sponsored by <laughs> they them. They paid money to love them. <laughs> Nobody could possibly love them. No human could possibly <laughs> love those cameras unless I just got – because I bought, I bought two different batches of them. Yeah. I can see you were running quite a few of them last I have year. ten. Oh. I've gotten two different batches of four or four, and then I, I bought two the previous year. They suck. They're terrible. They kind of work, but you have no clue how much you're missing because they don't work sometimes. Mm-hmm. They break all the time. Both both the sets of cameras broke tw- two different times last year. I haven't even dove into dealing with them yet, this year yet because it's just they're so annoying. They're e- enormous. Yeah. They run d-, d batteries. Oh, I didn't know that. Battery battery life sucks. Yeah. I mean, I've been pretty happy with the Tacticam so far until this whole update situation. Tacticam cameras are, like, the best things. Because I did attempt to update one, and I don't know what the hell happened. But I have to send it in because the screen went black, and now it's it won't even turn on. I had to send it in to get, quote-unquote, reflashed, and then <laughs> send it back. Basically, they said they, reflash. they manually – I'm kind of hoping it doesn't work, and they just send me a new one because that's what they said would happen. Maybe they'll just accidentally send me an axe. We'll see. <laughs> Come on. Well, apparently there isn't any in stock, so there's no way that they can send me one. That'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, I'm sure we'll send you one when we're back in when we are back in stock. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, there has been a big issue with the supply chain in the hunting mm-hmm. industry because right. of why. Hmm? Everything's imported <laughs> from China. So, yeah, if you have a Tacticam reveal, original, Gen 1. Yeah, if you got it from me last year because I was selling them. Make sure you do the update before September 12th. Otherwise, you're going to wonder why you're not getting pictures of the big boy. It's because he could be there, but you just don't know. I was half tempted just not to even put any cameras out this year. Or to put them out and never check them. Just go full wild, man. Yeah. Just hunt the wind, hunt stands that you so, should be hunting, and forget the cameras. I got a question for you. Yeah. This, I won't call it lackadaisical because you were busy being a farmer, but this spring, when it came to turkey hunting, it seemed like you had didn't hunt as hard as you had in years past. 100% true. And then you didn't even kill a turkey. Yeah. And you said you didn't even really care that much that you didn't kill a turkey. I didn't. Is it going to be the same for deer hunting, or is it going to be a lot different? I am 100% way more interested in the actual management of the land. I'll tell you that. My obsession runs with that. More than actually harvesting the animal. Yeah. So you'd be like happy with the fact that you I don't even know my like have a good habitat. I was more excited the fact that I have two different sets of turkeys and turkey poults on here that I've consistently seen now. 
especially with the cameras out, the yeah. cell cams, see them almost every day on them. So they're, they're literally just living in the field that I planted specifically to create habitat for better, um, to, for where I created better habitat for wildlife, including turkeys. That, like, So your number one goal is improving the habitat. Seems over, to be, yeah. Over. And I'm obsessed harvesting. with watching, like, the changes that take yeah. place. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I, yeah, I really enjoy the cattle part of it. I enjoy the farming stuff. But, I mean, like, I feel like hunting whitetails, you've always taken it up another notch, even over turkey hunting in the spring. Yeah. And I will. I think I will. will. Um, I was just, like, if you don't harvest one, are you going to be upset? No. No, my goal is not to harvest a deer or a buck. It's to create, um, it's kind of like anything I do. It's, I fully, fully believe that anything that you push yourself to try to get a short-term result on is poor or bad in the long term. Right. So everything I do has generally the idea of delaying gratification as long as possible and always with the mindset of, what is this going to look like in five to ten years? I mean, so what if I go if I go another year of just having cameras out here? And I and I really believe that like, or my goal is to get a place where oh, if Jed was here, he'd say this because I'm much control freaking. It probably is. I want it to be like like planned. I guess. Like, I don't... I'm not that interested in, like, an accident. Oh, you want to be... Yeah. Like, I want to... Like, I want to say... I want to know the deer I'm hunting. I want to know... Like, I, when Very I go to that bad. stand, I, I want to know, like, he's going to be coming from this way. I'm going to kill him right there. I don't really care about that much. That, But, like, if I'm going to a certain stand on a certain wind to hunt a certain deer, yeah. to kill that deer, like, that is my goal. Yeah. Now, I hope... Um, I have a deer now this year here that would be a class that I'd be happy to kill because last year there wasn't. So I wasn't able to do that. But I thought that there were situations that I could have done that. And I was in situations that I could have right. done that if I was willing to kill that deer. I see. So it's more of a I – have, I have to get eyes on the bucks that I know made it through on this property because I haven't in the first week of these cameras being up. Once I get like a big one or a giant on a camera, I'm sure I'll get ramped up. Yeah. But, you know, the goal is just to observe not only deer, but all the wildlife on the farm. And then just continue to get to a point where we're going to have essentially like a slam dunk scenario where... <clears throat> We create, we create the place. If a giant buck wants to live here, they're gonna live here. They're gonna feel safe here. They'll feel comfortable here. They will be somewhat acceptant, accepted of human pressure. Because I don't want to be. I don't want the farm that I have to stay off of. Right. I did that last year, and I just, it's way more fun being on it. Mm-hmm. And you might. This is no advice given at all to people to say like, go be on your farm bunch to kill a big giant buck because it probably isn't the best 
route to kill like a really good big mature buck every single year but that yeah it's it's understanding what is like the thing that drives me and motivates me and excites me and it's more of like the habitat management the management of the property and part of that is being on on the ground all the time and like that's what i want so whatever that's how i'm gonna hunt that's fine yeah that's what i was getting into your goal so that's good because i do think that they're and honestly the way you're doing it is better for the land yeah so now that's the hundred i mean there's a hundred year plan for this place right the long game there's no one there's no like there's one year plans but the one year plan is always to feed into the five to the 20 to the 50 to the 100 right and I do think that they're somewhat can you can condition deer. You can condition bucks even. You might not have like there's so bucks have different personalities for sure. So that buck that's that's you know weary and he might get bumped once and be gone forever. Sure, happens. Probably not gonna kill him. Right. Because I probably will bump him. Um, if it got to the point where I was like, there's a 200 inch deer that I'm hunting and I'm just insanely obsessed with well, killing one deer, then <clears throat> the things might, things might change a little bit. But as of right now, that's not the case. And if those same deer make it through that I had here last year, those are going to be like four or five deer that are in that four and five year old range that, um, that I'll kill. But I want it to be planned and controlled in a certain way shocker no, and like I'll hunt the rut and stuff but right. if I st- if I have to still at that point but it's not fun I don't I don't find the rut all that fun it sucks it's a grind I mean it's awesome when you get when you get a, when you're there in a hot day I mean there's right. nothing better right but it doesn't happen that often and to try to hunt the deer that you're like the specific deer it it almost gets harder it seems it feels like well yeah there's just they navigate off their normal area yeah. a lot of times so as you saw in that awesome um deer lab picture you shared oh God, that's cool. Cool information there. Yeah, showing I you how much they move their core area and uh, and how much it's the same from. It makes sense. Yeah, like he moved at this time, pull it up. this year to this area, and he did the same exact thing. It takes one weird little ditch back and forth between his two core areas. Yeah. All right, I'll read the post from the Deer Lab. Go to our Facebook page. I shared it. It's a photo that has all the... It's a GPS collared buck. I think a mature buck, they said. All right. About a third of adult bucks in one of our recent studies have seasonal home range segments, like Buck 20 pictured here. He spent late summer and fall in the eastern portion of his range. For two consecutive years, he packed up shop around November 1st 
and move to the western portion of his range. Notice how well-defined his travel corridor is between the two home range segments. He went on two excursions, long-distance trips outside of his home range. The first month, or sorry, the first north of summer fall range was in late May. Covered one and a half miles and only lasted four hours. God, that's so weird. He just got weird in May and just went on a little stroll for four hours. God, that's so cool to have that data. The second, southwest of Winter Range, was in late November, covered 1.25 miles, and lasted 12 hours. That was probably a rut. This helps explain why you see some bucks routinely, and then they are gone, and why others only show up for a couple days before vanishing. How does this change the way you think about deer hunting that you hunt? So It's in a third of the bucks, so it's not every buck, but... No. I mean, a decent portion. Yeah, in buck 20 here, he has two core areas the odd thing is the two areas there's like an area in the middle that seems to be like covered with timber and has decent cover and he just does not spend much time in it other than that so there's non-rut and rut movement yeah the majority of his not his rut movement happened in the same area where he hangs out in the winter and spring. And then his summer and fall movement, he wasn't in as much during the rut, but he was in some. Right. So this would be consistent if you ever had a buck in that summer. And then you never see him again until. Possibly. Or even if you had him September, October, and then he was gone. Right. Or the buck that you see early and then you don't see again until mid-november it's pretty wild so his winter and spring area covered about a thousand acres and the summer and fall area was about 506 acres the two were 0.75 miles apart oh it's fascinating um so in this picture to the south is a bunch of open egg. To the north is, I thought originally it was a town, but it must be like, I don't know, some type of weird opening. Um, but he, I mean, he stays in, they're connected woodlots. So like my theory that I have kind of conjured up the last few years is that they, their cores are in, okay, because if we, if we operate under the belief that bucks and deer kind of travel with the least amount of resistance and they're generally not lazy, but they're just like, they live their life. They're going to go from point A to point B. They're smart. You know, their, their number one goal in life is to live. And then it's the, then it's to eat. And, and in certain times of the year, it's to breed. Um, but that's only for one month, let's say. So in the, in the 11 other months, the, the sole purpose of this animal is to sleep, eat, and just live and drink water. They're obviously really smart, and they do change their routes a lot. But they don't, they don't, I just, I don't think that they hop around. Like, they don't just, they don't cut across giant bass areas. They're edge creatures. Yeah. They, they want to be in cover, like, so where we hunt, we have these big blocks of timber and 
say there's a road that runs. So the one property where I've kind of like came up with this theory is because there's a road that cuts the property in half. And I've never really had bucks on both sides of the road. Each, like each side of the road, it's kind of cool. Cause like I can go on the other side of the road and I'm hunting a bunch of different bucks. I can go on the other side of the road. And I'm hunting a bunch of different bucks. And on, on one side of the road, I get bucks, this, those same bucks from far, um, the far tip of the one far, let's say west side of the property to the east side of the property versus the same. And it's the same thing on the other side of the road, but I never get crossing. I never get much. I don't really have any trail camera data saying that I have the same bucks across the road. Right. But I know that they do cross the road <laughs> because I've hunted bucks that have gotten killed and they've been across the road, but is that it's in a, it's further down where the the block of timber that they're living in runs a finger and there's another finger on the other side of the road that connects oh, and I think they cross into that and there's path. another block of timber they get into cuz it's just a short path shortest path yeah it's like they live in these they live in these blocks of timber and unless that block of timber funnels out to the other block of timber that they're comfortable in they don't right. they, it's like they don't like they aren't just going to say, screw it. I'm going to just go up and across this giant field and cross this road and get over that other block of timber that I don't go into. It's weird. Like, they're just, they have their ranges. Unless it's a freak rut thing where they're on a hot dough or something. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. Right. It's weird, though. It's so weird. Yeah. Because the same thing is true. Down, it's just, it's odd. It, it's It's really odd and... That's kind of how I have formed my opinion. It's been, and it's the opinions from running a lot of trail cameras over a lot of ground and seeing that. I mean, from the way the crow flies, what, we're less than a quarter mile away from one block of timber to the next? Not even? 600 yards in some spots? Yeah. And. 600 yards is actually more than a quarter mile. Dummy. So, I don't know. It's frustrating, but I do think if you're getting into buck consistently, like you're in its wheelhouse. Because every time you get that picture, every time you get a picture of it, just assume that it's probably been there four or five more times. Right. So they don't just walk up and say hi to the camera every time. And most likely they're aware of the camera. When they get their picture taken, they're either they either forgot about it or they've accepted the fact that I don't know. Why else would you say it? Like why else would you get pictures of some bucks who notice the camera and you never see them again? And you get pictures of other bucks who just obviously accept it, but they're looking right at it. Right. Well yeah, I mean I can't remember who it was that we had on here, but it, the way that I really think about it is like what if somebody came and just hung something on your wall in your house? Like you just don't think you would notice it? Maybe. I'd hope I would. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, you'd hope you would notice it. So, like, you just go in and you change something. If you're, I mean, if you're in their core area, in their But I can be kind of habitat. airheaded sometimes, and maybe I'd be oblivious. Maybe there's right. deer that are just a little bit more airheaded. Well, yeah, if you're, exactly. And there's some deer that are, like, Or if you got other things Super anal, yeah. You're not paying attention to the walls. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's, I don't know. My, and, and it's good to talk about with goals too. Is just 
learn more. Like mm-hmm. always yeah. main goal is to just try to try to to have experiences and and follow the breadcrumbs back on why those experiences happen and just learn from them. Mm-hmm. Cuz at some point, you know, it gets I would assume it gets easier and it, you feel like you're starting to figure it out, but maybe not. <laughs> I just yeah. So my main goal is continue growth, feel like I'm moving in the right direction on this property. Hopefully, you know, get an opportunity to kill a four or five year old buck um, in a situation that I have control over and that is, is kind of like planned and then just ha- keep having experiences and always asking questions on why did that deer come from that way? What were they doing? Where are they coming from? Where are they heading to? How long were they heading to that? If they're out heading out to feed, where did they go from at? Where did they, how long do they feed? Where did they go after they fed? You know, morning sits are so interesting because you're watching them get back to their beds. Right. And it's really interesting to watch how different it is than them coming out of their beds. You know, always identifying different bedding areas. Seeing personalities in deer. It's just, it's all awesome. I'm excited. You excited? I am excited. Good. All right. Episode 104. Jed's out in Wyoming, or he's heading out to Wyoming tomorrow, I think. Maybe Friday. Or today's today's Friday. Friday. So, yeah, Friday tomorrow. Um, And then when he gets back, we'll probably cover some Wyoming stuff. But next week, if Wesson's down, we'll probably get into some early season tactics. We'll be in September. So, talk about some September to-dos and... We're into hunting season. It's here. Yes, it is. Have a good week. Thank you.